What is the mind-body connection, and how does it play a part in chronic pain and other symptoms like anxiety, digestive issues, insomnia, vertigo, etc., etc.? The mind-body connection is something we'll be talking about in every episode of this podcast, so we should probably start by exploring what it actually is. And I want to explore this with you in a very specific way. We could very well talk about the mind-body connection using the language of neuroscience. And we could equally well talk about the mind-body connection using the language of spirituality. And I may dip into both of these vocabularies here and there, but what I want you to know is that you don't need to learn a new vocabulary in order to understand the mind-body connection. In fact, even if you've never read a book or listened to a podcast on this topic, what I want to help you see is that you already understand the mind-body connection. It's completely intuitive. And the only reason you might feel like you don't understand the mind-body connection is that culturally, you may have been taught to ignore the connection between your mind and body. So today, I'm going to be using the simplest, most everyday language that I can think of to show you that you already understand so much more than you think, and that using the mind-body connection to heal from chronic symptoms is largely about learning how to really listen to and respect our intuition and reawakening ourselves to what we already know about ourselves. Hey there, I'm Anna Holtzman, and this is From Chronic Pain to Passion. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and coach who helps passionate creatives like you learn how to heal from chronic pain and other symptoms so you can reclaim your energy and live the creative life of your dreams. In my past life, I was a disillusioned video editor working in reality TV and struggling with chronic migraine for over 10 years. But after I discovered the mind-body methods that I'll share with you on this podcast, I recovered from the chronic cycle and got back my creative spark. And I want that for you too. So let's get into it. So what is the mind-body connection and how does it relate to pain and other symptoms? We all know intuitively that emotional stress can be expressed in physical sensations and symptoms. Some really common examples are you have a big deadline at work and you get a stomachache in reaction to the stress. Or you have a big fight with a loved one and you wind up getting a headache from the fight. Or you watch a scary movie and your shoulders get so tight from the fear that you have a stiff neck at the end of watching it. These are all examples of physical reactions to mental and emotional stress. In each of these examples, the mind perceives something as stressful and the body reacts. That, in a nutshell, 
is the mind-body connection. And I haven't told you anything that you don't already know. Like I said, this stuff is intuitive, but in a culture where we're encouraged to ignore our stress so that we can keep working and be productive, we don't tend to talk or think about it a lot. So let's go a little deeper with this. It's no secret that symptoms like chronic pain and anxiety are related to stress. Even the mainstream medical field has embraced this basic truth, and you may have had doctors advise you to reduce stress. But how exactly does stress actually lead to symptoms, and what can we do about it? Here's one way to look at it. Stress is created when our basic needs are not being met. And our emotions are the first signals that let us know when an unmet need requires our attention and care. For example, when we feel the emotion of sadness, it might be a signal that we have a need for human connection and love. When we feel the emotion of anger, it might be a signal that we have a need for boundaries. And when we feel the emotion of fear, it might be a signal that we have a need for safety. So when we pay attention to our emotions and we listen to those signals and tend to our needs, the stress levels in our mind and body can relax and our system can return to smooth functioning. When we respect our needs for connection and boundaries and safety and rest and nourishment, our mind and body can calm down and feel safe. But here's where things get complicated. If you were raised in a culture that taught you to be obedient, and that's most of us, then you were probably taught to suppress your needs and emotions instead of listening to them. And when you habitually suppress your needs and emotions instead of tending to them, they will eventually explode in the form of symptoms. They're trying to get your attention. Symptoms are essentially distress signals. They're letting you know that your needs and feelings must be tended to, that it's non-negotiable. And symptoms can come in a very wide variety of physical and emotional forms, ranging from depression and anxiety to aggressive behavior or self-harm to chronic pain and other physiological symptoms. So that's a really short nutshell summary of how the mind-body connection can take mental and emotional stress and turn it into physical symptoms. But how do we use the mind-body connection to reverse these symptoms? If we want to find relief from chronic symptoms, we need to reverse the pattern of chronically suppressing our feelings and needs. And the way we go about that is gradually. Because most of us have been suppressing our feelings and needs, not just for a lifetime, but for generations. This is a cultural thing. And because we and our ancestors have been habituated to suppressing our feelings and our needs for a 
very, very long time, the pattern can't be changed just like simply flicking a light switch. Instead, it takes patience, practice, and a load of self-compassion because it's a messy process and we have to take it step by step. But I don't want to give you the impression that you have to fully complete the cycle of generational healing or get every single one of your needs perfectly met before you can get any type of relief from symptoms like chronic pain, because that's absolutely not the case. In fact, just by starting to pay attention to your mind-body connection, you're already changing the pattern of suppression in a significant way, and that can have a very real impact on your symptoms. So how do we start paying attention to the mind-body connection? There are an unlimited number of different possible ways to do this. So I'm just going to share with you one of my favorite tools, which is starting a verbal dialogue between your mind and body through expressive writing. And I'm going to share with you some conversation starters that you can try as journaling prompts. So here are some prompts for you to try. Dear Symptom, what emotions are you feeling right now? Dear Emotion, what do you need to feel honored? Dear Emotion, is there a boundary that you need me to set? Dear Emotion, do you need me to assert myself through self-expression, following my heart, or speaking up? Dear Emotion, do you need support from allies and peers? And if so, who should I reach out to? Dear Emotion, do you need rest? Do you need nurturing? Do you need soothing? So those are some journaling prompts to get you started, and you'll find those prompts written out in the show notes. If you do try them out, I would love to hear how it goes. But what is the point of all of this? What I'm trying to illuminate here is that emotions are just like people. When you listen to them and honor them consistently, they will eventually begin to trust you and feel safe with you, safe enough to express themselves freely without suppressing and then exploding into symptoms. And when emotions are consistently expressed and met with care, chronic symptoms can start to fade out of the communication pattern gradually. This doesn't happen overnight. It's not a perfect process by any means. And after all, trust isn't built overnight. It can be a bumpy road with lots of fumbles and twists and turns along the way. But every fumble is an opportunity for learning and for repairing the trust between your mind and your body. And each repair makes that trust bond grow stronger. You can do this. 
We all can do this. And if you're listening, my guess is that you're already on your way. I'm cheering you on with warmth, solidarity, and encouragement. Talk to you soon. Hey friends, it's Anna. Let me ask you something. If you're struggling with chronic symptoms, have you ever felt like pulling your hair out and screaming, why the bleep am I still in pain? That's definitely what I was asking earlier on in my recovery, so I can totally empathize and I would love to help you get some clarity. So I've created a quiz just for you that's called, Why the Bleep Am I Still in Pain? And yes, you can take this quiz even if your symptoms are not pain specifically. Just head to my website, annaholtzman.com, and you'll see a big old button there that says take the quiz. So why don't you head there right now before you forget? And if you found this episode helpful, please go rate and review the podcast. That helps other people who are struggling with chronic symptoms too to find the podcast, and I would appreciate it enormously. Thank you for listening, and until next time, take good care.